Welcome to the LifeLinks Leadership Podcast, insight and training from leaders around our network. Here's your host, Ian Bird. Welcome, everyone, to our first LifeLinks Leadership Podcast. We realize there's a lot of acumen and leadership wisdom hidden like buried treasure in our network. And so every month, the goal is to interview one of our leaders so we can glean from this insight. This month, I'm pleased to be chatting with Dave Wells, the LifeLinks Apostolic Team Leader. Dave has led our network for nearly 13 years and also spent many years as lead pastor of Harvest City Church in Regina. In January, we had he and his wife Linda with us here in Calgary, and he shared an inspiring message about being a pioneer. And so I thought for our first podcast, it'd be great to hear from Dave about having a pioneering spirit. So Dave, welcome to the podcast. Hey, it's great to be uh, to be a part of this, Ian, and um, I'm looking forward to our discussion today. That's great. Yeah, I think our our listeners are going to really enjoy too what what you have to say so my first question for you would be um when we think of ministry and leadership what what is a pioneer like what does a a pioneering mindset look like well i mean that's that's a big question um i believe that that we need pioneers in the body of christ today we uh, one of the definitions of a pioneer is a pioneer is, is someone who goes before, goes in front to remove obstacles, obstructions uh, for the purpose of clearing a better path for others who are going to follow. So that's kind of like a definition of a pioneer, which can be applied to pioneering in anything. But it's really those cutting edge leaders that that are willing to to venture into new things, into new territory and and make a way where there is no way. And why do, why do you think that that's such an important mindset to have? I mean, why is that key to effective leadership? Well, I, I think, first of all, I don't believe the kingdom of God can expand. I don't believe the body of Christ can grow without that kind of leadership. Uh, I believe that it takes those kinds of leaders to plant new churches, to to go into the mission field, to to press into communities, I believe that that attitude, that heart needs to be in Christian leaders today, whether you're a, a pastor of a church or whether you're on the mission field or whether you're in, you know, various types of Christian ministry. Uh, we need those kinds of leaders that have that attitude and have that spirit. Okay. Well, and, and so if somebody says, you know, I want to be a pioneering leader, um, but but what does that look like? What what would be some qualities you would look for, or you would you would develop uh, if you were wanting to be more of a pioneering leader? Well, you know, I I don't think uh, you know being a pioneer is something that you can uh, go take a course at a Bible school and say, okay, I took a course on pioneering, now I'm a pioneer. I, I don't right. think it works like that. I I believe it really comes down to the the call of God on your life. I believe that I believe that it's 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 something the Holy Spirit does uh, in 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 your life. So uh, I believe that there's there's a, an, a heart of a pioneer. Pioneers are never satisfied. They 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 are the kinds of leaders that that are never happy with the status quo. They always know that there's more, that that more can happen, that more people can be one for Christ, more churches can be planted, the body of Christ can expand. Um, they're never satisfied with the status quo. And so that's that kind of heart. And it, ha- it comes down to, it really comes down to 
uh, lordship. It comes down to uh, the call of God in your life. Uh, that's it's part of the call, really, on your life. Yeah, that makes sense. So how 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 can we? So I understand that it's it's the call of God, and it's you know it's something God initiates in that regard. But how how can we? kind of align ourselves with that call? What are some keys maybe that you found to to bring putting yourself in a position where you're following God's pioneer call in your life? Well, I, I think also it has to, to do with vision. I mean, uh, a vision for, for God's purpose in your life. I know, I know for, for me, uh, it, it really comes down to your concept of Jesus as Lord. Now, I know that every Christian, you know, would, would give lip service to that. Every Christian would say, yes, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is, is my Lord. But there's, there's, there's two different kinds of lordship. And what I call an active lordship versus a passive lordship. And, uh, and uh, you know, a, a passive lordship is where people say, uh, you know, uh, my life, my finances, my talent, my ability – is all uh, available to God, and um, it's the Lord's, and anytime he wants it, all he has to do is ask me, which sounds really good. I mean, that sounds like, wow. I mean, it sounds like, hey, I'm really there. I'm really available. Anytime God wants anything from me, he can just, you know, put his finger on it and speak to me, and I'll, I'll do it. Um, but there's something that falls short of what true lordship really is, because when you study the scriptures and when you understand what lordship means, it, it is already his. He doesn't have to ask for it. Uh, he already owns us 100%. If Jesus is really Lord of your life, he owns you. It's no longer about what you want. It's no longer that it's yours and you're going to make it available to him. No, it's his. And you have the, the attitude and the concept that you are a steward of 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 God's gifting in your life, your your very life, your steward of it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to Jesus, and it's not, it's not a matter of me giving something to Him. It's a matter of Hey God, what do you want? What do you want me to do? The mm. answer is yes. What's the question? And mm. that is really that kind of mentality, that kind of concept is always in pioneers. Mm. So when do you? I know you've had a, a number of pioneering situations in your life you you started the, uh, several churches actually and then came to uh, Harvest City Church wasn't called that then back in 1987 so you you've had a number of opportunities to pioneer um, do you have any any kind of stories or, or anything you could share that way that uh, where you kind of had to really um, make that decision to follow the call even though it was sacrificial in order in order to be the pioneer that you are now <coughs> Well, for me, we're, if I look back uh, we're in, and say, where did this really start for me? Um, it started for me after I was maybe a Christian about about two years. And uh, one Saturday afternoon, I was uh, at home uh, looking after our two small children, and Linda was, uh, was away. Uh, and uh, so I was taking that time to just kind of pray and read my Bible. And and uh, I read a, a verse in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, which says that he chose me before the foundation of the world, which when I read that, it just kind of leapt off the page at me. And I thought, wow, um, if this is the case, if God chose me before there were any stars in the sky, when there was no universe, when nothing existed, if he already knew me and chose me, 
then he must have a, automatically implies that he has a plan and a purpose for my life. And so that revelation just exploded in me. And I got down on my knees and I said, Lord, I know you have a plan for me. And I, I can't be satisfied just living my plan, my own life. I can't be satisfied just living a nice Christian life. I have to, I have to know that I'm living what you've created me to be and do. And so I prayed a prayer of, of dedication of lordship, and I basically put it all on the altar. And I said, Lord, uh, I'm, I'm trusting you to, to lead me uh, to, into all that you have for me. And then I said, my part of the deal is that the way I, and, you know, I thought about how am I going to find that God's purpose for me? And I, I, uh, I stumbled onto something. I, I said to the Lord, you know, God, I'm going to trust you to put, give me opportunities. And I'm going to seize every opportunity that comes comes to me. I'm not going to create opportunities, but I'm going to seize the ones that come. And I'm never going to say no to you because of fear or because I've never done it before or because I feel inadequate. If the opportunity is there, then the answer is yes, and I will do it. And so that prayer changed my life. And, and I started seizing daily opportunities. And that has really that led me into church planning. That led me into the ministry. That led me into where I live geographically. Uh, it's led me right up to this present day. Mm, wow, powerful. So what I mean, what a, what a mindset to establish so early. So so what are what are the things that we have to look out for that can kind of stop us from from that surrender? Stop us from having that kind of of mindset what, what do you what do you see as kind of the enemies of that in our lives well I, I think we have a I think we have a lot of of enemies I I think one of the biggest enemies of course is is fear um, I think that uh, we one of the greatest things that I see in Christians and even Christian leaders is we're afraid to take a risk and I believe that risk-taking is critical to being a pioneer you Pioneering anything is risky. It means not necessarily doing something that has never been done before, but doing something that you've never done before. That's right. Makes sense. Yeah. And so, um, and so, you know, uh, if possession of knowledge and applying that knowledge is not the same thing. You can. A lot of people are satisfied with with teaching, and there are people that are sincere Christians that you know they're listening to sermons and they're reading books and they're getting all kinds of knowledge, and, that, and that's great. But they're possessing knowledge and uh, and actually carrying that knowledge out is a whole other matter. And acting on that knowledge involves risk. I don't care what it is. And so I realized early on that, that in order for me to fulfill what God had for me, I had to be willing to take risks mm-hmm. and, and to step out and do things that I'd never done before and to trust God and uh, which ultimately led me to taking some pretty big risks on my life. But that's one of the reasons that I think stops a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Is they, they want to play it safe, and they want to live within their comfort zone, and um, they don't, they're not willing to, be, to get out there and be stretched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the big keys you would say is just, <clears throat> first of all, having the heart that says, hey, I want to be a pioneer. God, I want to do whatever you want me to do. And then just pushing through that fear at those moments. And trusting that he's gonna he's gonna help you and he's gonna come through if he's called you. That's that's powerful stuff. What what ways do you think um, do you see obviously leading our network 
Um, you know, in what ways do you think being a pioneer is going to be important for the future of LifeLink? In other words, what are what are some areas you see us kind of pioneering into in the future? Well, I think that that we can't if we look at where we are presently, and you can, that applies to even down to the pastors pastoring a local church in a, in a community. I mean, let's face it, uh, the majority of people in any given community are not Christians. And if we're going to actually reach people for Christ, then we're going to have to take risks in reaching into that community. We're, we're going to have to do some things differently than what we're doing right now. Uh, if our present commitment and our present, present strategies were the answer, <clears throat> then we would be seeing more fruit than what we're seeing right now. So in other words, to see more fruit, we're going to have to do some things differently, which means, which means risk which means pioneering. So there's no way the body of Christ can advance. There's no way that local churches can grow. There's no way that LifeLinks, per se, as a network of churches, can expand the kingdom uh, without, without risk, without doing things we've never done before, without trying things, without risking failure. Right, right. So just even on, on any level of leadership, local church leadership, or even looking towards church planting or whatever, all of it, all of us at any level are going to need to step up and, and do some different things. I, I really like what you said. You said being a pioneer isn't doing something that no one's done before. It's actually doing something that you've never done before. That's powerful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that applies to whether you're leading a children's ministry in a church or whether you're leading a youth ministry or whether you're doing small groups. At every level of ministry where you have leadership, if you want that ministry to grow and expand – more than what it is at the present time, then obviously you have to change some things. You have to do some things differently. You have to be willing to press into some things. And invariably that always involves you doing some stuff that you've never done before. Mm, makes sense. And, Make- and, and so at every level you need that pioneering attitude and that pioneering heart. No, that's great. Well, I really, I really appreciate your thoughts on this, Dave. I mean, your, your life, you've definitely been a pioneer. You have a pioneering mindset. So I think there's, probably no one better qualified than you to kind of challenge us and encourage us on this. I wonder if we could just kind of close with maybe uh, if you would pray a prayer for our listeners, uh, just that God would, would help all of us um, to, to press in and, and to move into what he's called us to do and, and to take risks. Would you be open to doing that? Yeah. Can I say one more thing before we do Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think, uh, say, well, how do I start with this? I think in in many cases, the whole issue of seizing opportunities is, is a huge part of it. And even as we pray and even as we call on the Lord and ask him to help us, I think what we need to pray for is for God to to give us opportunities. And many times when we think of opportunities, we're thinking of big ones. We think, well, I need, I need some huge opening or some huge opportunities. But what I have learned and what I found, even from if you study the people in the Bible, is that dreams usually start off as mustard seed opportunities. And the biggest, tra- biggest dreams and the biggest accomplishments, if you actually get down to where, how they started, they started off as the smallest of opportunities, which those leaders began to seize. And then uh, as we begin to seize those little opportunities, they many, many times will lead you into something much bigger. And if you, if you go back and look at how churches started, how ministries started, how people, men and women who have done great things in their life and done great things in God, and you go, if you really dig in, you'll find that almost without exception, 
that they were people that that did some small little thing, some small little opportunity that nobody would have ever thought in a million years that it ever would have led to something huge, that it starts with those small things. And many people will not seize those small opportunities. Mm. And that's why that's why they're stuck. Mm. And the people who really go forward and see God do great things for them are the people that will seize those mustard seed opportunities. It could start with something as small as having a conversation with one person or wow. just kind of doing something a little out of the box. And where that leads is the can be an amazing thing. And if I look wow. at my own life and look back at how the things that I've gotten involved with, how they started, many times it just started with an innocent conversation with somebody that led to, to something else, and it just kept growing and getting bigger and bigger. In fact, that's how LifeLink started. started mm-hmm. off with a conversation um, that I had with a, another leader in Keith Hazel, who we all know in Vancouver, who was pastoring a church in Vancouver, and I was pastoring Regina. It started off with a conversation to have a joint leadership conference together. Wow. Uh, nobody ever thought at that moment that it would turn out to what it's turned out to be. Wow. Wow. So you're, you, you and Keith obeying God and deciding to step out and just have a conference led to everything we see today. That's right. I mean, it wow. started off with me seeing a need that we had in our own church here. Cause I was, you know, had just come here in Regina and we were facing uh, some huge issues and we needed to be encouraged and Keith had just started a new church in Vancouver, and he'd gone through some deep waters, and we had a conversation one day on the phone, and we both agreed that we could, you know, why don't we do something together? Why don't we do something positive? And so he said, so we decided that I would invite the people that I knew, and he'd invite people he knew, and we said, hey, we'll meet you in Medicine Hat at a hotel on such and such a day, and let's have a conference together. And that's basically how it started. Wow. And the that's whole idea great. was just, hey, let's just encourage one another. We had no intention of ever at that point of ever nobody nobody was even thinking of a whole network coming out of that wow wow so taking those simple steps those first steps can turn into something way bigger when we have a pioneering mindset that's all yeah because you see we don't know what's significant and what's not significant and many times it's the little things that seem insignificant that that are actually have huge significance and and many people don't seize those little things. Wow. And they don't see them. They don't and they don't they don't just trust God in that and and grab onto those things and believe, believe me if you dug into the history of every ministry and every church, everything that's huge and successful and you followed it back, you'd finally it came down to some small little thing. Many times it's a conversation. And uh, or an opportunity, some little door opens, and somebody went and did something, and all of a sudden it leads to something huge. That's great. That's awesome. Well, that's perfect, Dave. Thank you. Yeah, if you would pray for us to seize those small opportunities, even that would that would be wonderful. What a what a great teaching. So appreciate it. All right, let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we we just uh, we just pray for leaders today. We pray for. Anybody that would listen to this podcast, we pray, Father, you would work in their hearts today. And I pray, Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you would just stir their hearts, that you would speak to them about the fact that you have a plan and you have a destiny for every person. And, Father, we we never, ever know at the beginning what that is. But I pray, Father, there would be just a sense of people making themselves available to you, really confessing you as Lord, and not just confessing it, but really turning their life over to you and allowing you to direct their steps. 
And, Lord, I pray that you would just direct the steps of everybody listening to this podcast, Lord, into the small opportunities that you would have for them. Help them to see the opportunities. Help, Lord, open their eyes to see uh, and opportunities and to seize those opportunities, whether they be big or small. Yeah. I pray, Lord, you'd help people push through their fear. I'd help, I pray you'd help people being willing to step outside their comfort zone and to, and to allow you to lead them and to take risks and to grab onto those things that present themselves uh, to them. And so, Lord, I thank you for our listeners today. And I just pray for, your, for the direction of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit to be upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, thank you so much, Dave. That was, that was inspiring, and uh, I'm sure that will be encouraging to many. And uh, I want to thank all of you that are listening. And if you have any questions or comments, uh, please feel free to send an email to podcast at lifelinks.org. And um, barring that, I just want to encourage you to keep a watch on your email inbox next month for our next uh, podcast. We plan to send these out monthly. So in the meantime, God bless you as leaders. May the Lord make you fruitful and guide you forward. And thanks again for joining us. Thank you for joining us for the LifeLinks Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at lifelinks.org.